Welcome to the You Can Man podcast, episode 41. I'm Josh. I'm Tim. And I'm Dave. And on this week's episode, Facebook group shoutouts. Hi guys, welcome back to the You Can Man podcast, where we believe what one man can do, you can do as well. This week, we're going to be doing some shout outs uh, for some guys that have been big time contributors on our Facebook group page. So you you hear us touting that Facebook group uh, quite a bit, and we've had lots of activity. And so we thought that we should take some time to give some shout outs to some guys that have helped out on the group and been a real resource to other people. Yeah, give some love, right? Yeah. Spread the love at the end of the year. And just and we're gonna talk a little bit too just about how that plays completely into the UK man spirit. We'll kind of get into that a little bit. But first, how was you guys how was your week? Uh fine. I've got some issues going on in my house in the bathrooms. So my house was built in 1976. We got three bathrooms and they're all pretty big. But None of the bathrooms have exhaust fans. Mm. And so my kid, my oldest kid, he's like all about taking showers now. And he just cranks that water up, you know? And so I'll let him like, you know, I'll be like, all right, I'll be back in five minutes. I'll come back in five minutes. And that place is just, you can't even see in there. Wow. Yeah. Withstand the heat. He loves it. He's like, I want it hotter. You know, it's really (laughs) weird, but whatever. But I got to put these fans in, man. And luckily Uh, all of them, all of the bathrooms are, there's only an attic above. That's not true. One of the bathrooms, there's a floor above, so that one's going to be tough. But but you have side access, right? I do have like, side access. I also so I need to put four of them in because I need one in my bat in my uh, laundry room as well. But mm. man, I haven't ever done it. But I think it's uh, it's, it's not too bad. I need to run. I need to run power not, for them. It's not too bad. Yeah, now I will say power is going to be a pain. I yep. will say the proper way that I did not do, and I I don't know that it's debatable whether or not this you put is, that vent all the way. Well, there's that. But uh, if you're going into the attic, it, it actually should really be an insulated um, It should be exhaust. insulated du- ductwork. Ductwork. Uh, if you're in the north, 100%. Exactly. Yeah, but I'm probably not going to do that. I didn't do that. I'm not going to do that. I was like, that. you know what? It doesn't get that cold. I don't here. think the temperature difference for so. the vast majority of the year is going to be that crazy. Yeah. I and agree. I actually dumped mine. You're not supposed to do this. So, guys, just disregard this. But <laughs> this it's, is not it's, to it's code. been fine. I just dumped mine into a soffit vent. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I don't think you're supposed to do that. It really should be going out of the roof. Uh, now, yeah. Josh, we hooked yeah. one up. Or was that your kitchen vent that we did? I did both. They were all in the same area. But, okay. yes, we vented. I vented two bathrooms and the kitchen microwave vent out through the through roof. Out the roof. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. go out the wall. I don't want to deal with the roof because I know that thing's going to yeah, leak. If wall, you don't have a steep roof or if you have a steeper roof, which a pretty I think steep yours roof. is steeper than mine, yeah. I, would go, I think going through the roof is just as easy as anything else. Really? Be, mine was hard because I had to be on my stomach all the way out to the ends because I have a so very just shallow access pitch. was tough. Yes. Like wrestling of a vent tube pipe. Uh, well, I've got four right. of them to do, so I'll be calling you guys, and that's probably going to occupy the majority of my winter, I think. So oh, okay. I'm going to be breaking them do up. Do one at a time. Yeah, I'm going to do one at a time. Okay. All right. I'll help you run wire because I like doing that. Cool. Yeah. Your snake. If you're if you're doing that, I will suggest this. So, and actually, to code, you're we suppo- we will be doing that. You're supposed to have. You're not going to want to do this, but what you're supposed to have is two switches: one for the light, one for the fan. I will have two switches. Okay. I'm going to do them on timers, I think. So you can hit. Uh, so they make switches I've that got, have well, like time. Like you know buttons. that that ties into the Facebook shoutouts because Todd, our friend Todd, is on the Facebook group page, and he listed. 
a uh, thing that he's been installing. Same thing is is a timer, motion activated timer. Nice. Walk in and thing comes on. It's got timer and it shuts off. But he had yep. posted that. Anyway, sorry. I like uh, it. Yeah, I've got timer on mine. It's nice. Uh, yeah. Because then you can just leave it on. Yeah, you just hit, you hit it for 20 minutes, you roll the, out. Look, yeah, maybe I, mean, I need to do that. The other half of the reason that we won't get into besides shower steam is like it's an exhaust fan yeah. for smells. Yeah, it gets odors out. So right? like you don't want to, if if you just have the switch with no timer. You just you leave the thing running don't want all day to. long. You don't, we'd rather not do that, yeah. but that's what the need can be. Anyway, if you have a timer, you can set it as you leave. It runs. What are y'all's thoughts on? Everybody's satisfied. I don't know why people want them to be quiet. I'm like, agree. no, it needs I to agree. be. You want some? You want some noise? Yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, especially totally if you've agree. got, let's say, you've got a half bath that's like literally right next to where your guests are hanging and out. You got to drown. You got to drown. Yeah. Yeah. Own master bathroom. Well, you can buy them. You can yeah. buy one of the noisy ones, right? Yeah, yeah. Just buy the cheap one. Yeah, it's yeah. noisy. That's exactly. Buy the cheap one, and yeah. No, the more noise, the better. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. We had, a, we had a townhome with the half bath almost in the dining room with you. And so. Could wire it to a white noise machine. Okay. So that thing kicks on when you Sounds hit the fan. Complicated. It does yeah. sound complicated. Um, cool. Yeah. The only thing I. So I went back and listened to last week's episode and Dave brought us McDonald's at the end of the episode. We didn't talk about it. For the Warren Buffet. Yeah. For the Warren Buffet. I need to comment on how delicious that was. It oh, okay, been, good. <laughs> it's been a while since I had. I'm McDonald's. glad you enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, the the cheeseburger was a delight. Uh, fries were cold, but <laughs> the fries were cold. I did my best. I put them in the crock pot. I will say, so I I wasn't feeling great that night. I was still getting over a stomach bug, and so the next day, a couple of days later, I had to hit it because it was on my mind. I was like, oh, I want that. I want that cheeseburger. Gave you the bug. So, yeah, so I did hit up a McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Also, I, I realized that I said, "Wow." Uh, like 52 times during your segment, which means it was really good. You were blown wow. away yeah. by Warren uh, Yeah, I did the, the Owen Wilson. He's an interesting wow. guy. <laughs> yeah, like, like 100 that. times. <laughs> and the other thing was Dave and I and my brother completed our – it's not a trifecta because it's 12, so whatever that is in 12. 12 races, one race a month throughout the year uh yeah throughout 2019 and so we did our last one last weekend we did i completed 11 but i'm gonna get that last one in this weekend are you i'm gonna i'm gonna head out i'm gonna do the course so i can coming up you know, to rome with me? yes not rome it's in uh it's in uh canton but I'll, so yeah i'll check that box hey if and, y'all uh, keep doing it i might be able to join you I we're don't gonna know. do a few next year it's not gonna be a monthly i don't think but we're gonna i i got a 5k strategy. down I, I got that down yeah, yeah yeah 5k that's no problem oh, we'll do the polar bear right in january jo- yeah you can do the polar bear with, so we're doing a baker's dozen cool. is really the kind of the the because uh, we, we did the polar I, bear that was the first one we did we want to do that one again to close okay it out. i could probably do that i've gotten my uh thing i was gonna talk about i've gotten so used to just being out in the cold mm-hmm. because yeah. i've been it's good every other day besides sunday so my, monday wednesday friday is my schedule now of going to kennesaw mountain those of you who are in the atlanta area you probably know about kennesaw mountain. it's a national it's a uh, national battlefield yes. park so there is yeah. a major uh, yeah, I would definitely call that major, uh, major civil war battle that was fought there. We call it a mountain. It's really more of a really, really large hill. So if yeah. you're from Cal- Colorado, you look at this, you're going to be like, that is not I think a mountain. The elevation from ground level to the mountaintop is only like 800 feet. I think it's ultimately at like a thousand feet. Okay, for the area, it's a mountain. So no, we have I think it's, anyway. We have uh, there's two again. They're really just large hills, Kennesaw Mountain and Little Kennesaw Mountain, right next to each other. Anyhow. It's where I, the Confederates made their last stand against Sherman. Pretty much before, before he the march. Through, I didn't know that. Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. 
and onto the sea. But <laughs> I've been uh, do, going there as early as like 6.30 in the morning. Like right it's nighttime then, right? Then, right? Yes, there was nowadays. one time I had to use the headlamp uh, going up. But it's been awesome because there's so many times that I'll I'll hike up the mountain and I will not see a single soul. It's nice. Until I, I get, you know, way up there or something and finally I'll, I'll run into somebody. But it's been so... Didn't you so say awesome. you 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 didn't see anybody all the way on the on the way up and you get up there and it's dark and you see somebody yeah. and you're like did you sleep up here like I <laughs> yeah, didn't see you come weird. up I I think that it might be situations where people are going up the road so there's there's a trail you can go up or they have a road that's like an asphalt road and so maybe maybe they did that I'm not really sure Could you camp there and get I mean does anybody get a mess with you would uh, anybody you know could, you you're could, not allowed but you're to not supposed to. Yeah I know you're not supposed to I'm just saying like nobody's going to it's going to be quiet right Another thing that I this is is weird but for years I had this dream of going up on top of Kennesaw Mountain at night to see the lights of Atlanta Yeah I do that you like do every now. other day now <laughs> nice. because w- when I'm going up, the, the sun has not come up yet. And so I'm able to see the city. Yeah. Whenever I've been up there, it's always, there. it's always light. And so you're just kind of squinting like, ah, yeah, I can see Atlanta and you just kind of see the skyline. It's hard to see, but yeah, at night must be nice. Oh yeah. It's been great. It's been great. So anyways, just wanted to, as well. wanted to talk about that a minute, but cool. okay. So let's get into this, uh, doing some Facebook shout outs. So really this, what is happening, which we did not really anticipate on our Facebook group, we, we thought hopefully this would happen, uh, but we've had a ton of activity on the Facebook group, and it, it's it's perfect because exactly what is happening is exactly what we want to happen. The spirit is is out there. The spirit of you can man is out there solidly on our well. Facebook group because uh, if you if you've listened to our podcast for any amount of time, and hopefully if you've listened to our one of our very early on episodes, DIY philosophy, uh, we kind of talk about this about sharing and passing on the skills that you've learned. You know, I think we talked about us growing up and our fathers, and they showed us stuff. And so this is an extension of this. So sharing what you know to someone who is you might be their very first time doing that skill is extremely vital. And that's something that we hold very near and dear to us. And that, um, so we're so super thrilled that that's actually happening on our Facebook group. So we're going to get into a few shout outs here and let's just use, uh, let's just use first names here, guys. Yes. Um, because our Facebook group is actually a private group. Anybody can join, but we have to approve you first. Uh, so anything you post on our group page just stays within the group. So just in case you were a little hesitant, like, eh, I don't want to do the Facebook thing, you could just start an account. Even if you don't have Facebook, start an account. You don't have to friend anybody. You don't have to do any of that. You could just join. Just join the group. Just join the group. Yep. So that's the, that's the way that you can interact. So, But we'll withhold uh, last names on here as we're giving some shout outs but and guys we're not you know there's a lot of contributors here and we're not going to be able to hit every single person that has contributed maybe in a part two episode we could but we're going to start with the guys that are just super active on here and have shared tons of information and and have helped other guys work through um, some project issues that they come up against and so we'll start there yeah i wanted to give a shout out to lee and he has been a real big encouragement and has, I think he's listened to like every single episode. I think I've heard from him personally about that. And uh, so he's followed us for quite a while and he's had a big project going on. I guess he's doing a shop in his basement. And so he's been kind of posting some pictures along the way 
of uh, of him doing that. And so that's been really, really helpful. And he's he's always kind of chiming in on different yep. uh, different posts and everything. So I wanted to shout out to Lee. Uh, when you guys yeah, take, I mean, take the, next the next one, one that comes to mind is Brad. Uh, he he started off with, I mean, he's done a lot of stuff, but he started off with a really cool tile of video um, kind of story. He, he just laid out a bunch of videos of him laying tile in his bathroom. And just that, ju- just physically seeing somebody, like visually seeing somebody do tile work and like back butter the tile and actually set it. And he, I mean, he's showing all these steps of the process and just being able to see a guy who's not necessarily like Mr. Contractor guy, but like a guy in his own bathroom yeah. doing tile. But he knows what he's do doing. It. Oh, I he's mean, for sure. I mean, he's, yeah. I don't know what his trade is, but he is good at and tile. And he, I think he posted the videos to to YouTube, but I, actually I was on there earlier just kind of uh, looking back through stuff. And I don't know if he posted all of his. I think some of them he just posted on our Facebook group. But when we do the show notes for this, I could at least uh, post uh, links to his for sure uh, YouTube videos. Yeah, he's got a ton of videos that he put in the group, and it's very cool. Yeah, and he's just got this like even keeled uh, attitude towards everything, and just like uh, just showing real matter of fact. Yeah, yep. yeah, it's just uh, this is how you do it. This is why you do it, and mm-hmm. this is how you do it. So, um, yeah, we really appreciated that. Like, I just he just kept posting these videos. I was like, dang, this is man. He he needs to just like do this. This is great. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. You got one, Dave? Yeah, I need to give a shout-out to Judd. He's not as uh, active as, as some other yeah. people on here, but... Judd's uh, our car guy. He's our car guy, Truck and guy. he threw me some love. I think he liked the... Uh, the his, oh, I'm forgetting the name though, of it. So not, yeah. not Blade Not Banter. Blade Banter. Because yeah. um, uh, he said he carries Spyderco knives, so Judd's obviously a smart guy. Um, <laughs> so Judd, appreciate it, man. Judd's legit. Uh, oh, he... Yeah, he posted the picture of, like, all his rides, like, in his driveway. He's got, he's got some legit he's got trucks. The international. I'm trying to... I'm scrolling through Facebook now, because yeah. I'm going through a lot here. I'm trying to find it. I'm jealous he had of these some trucks. sweet trucks. That's right. He's got the... He has the International yep. Scout. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah, and then he's got those... Uh, some other big trucks. Yeah, what are those? Uh, yeah, I've known Judd for a long time. He had a Ram. He was, like, when we were in our early 20s, he had this huge Ram dually. I was like, dang, how does a... As a young dude like that, have yeah, such a that nice thing was truck. serious. Judd's a worker. That's, how. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, another uh, guy that's been contributing a good bit um, is Daniel, and he uh, recently, I guess, has uh, transitioned out of the military, or he's in process of transitioning out of the military. He's thank in, you for your service. Yes, he's thank in you Hawaii, so much. Right? Yeah, and he's that's, been he's been in the military for a very long time. Um, I guess technically you'd call that career military, yeah, even sure. though he's still you know he's still young. Anyhow, so he's he's tr- kind of tr- been transitioning and is doing a construction job right now. So he's been posting a lot of stuff about a bunch of concrete work that he's been doing. Yeah, those machines are pretty cool. Yeah, does. yeah. They've been doing like coring samples and stuff, like testing different concrete strengths and stuff. So that's been really helpful, uh, really cool to to check out. And then he also did a little post on changing something on his BMW, and I'm trying to find it here. Oh, it was, a, it was a water pump. So mm. he was kind of walking people through how to do that. So that was really helpful as well. So, and uh, Daniel, thank you so much for your service Absolutely. to our country. Uh, next one up here is Devin. Now, Devin is a, an active contributor, and Devin trips me out because 
he'll post something like, Hey, I'm just going to do this little project. And then like, whoops, built a house yeah, three days later, <laughs> there's like a mini house with like beautiful French doors and board and batten siding. Uh, and then in the middle of that is a picture of a sonogram. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, I remember that him. post. And, Cause like he, he's doing all this project and they find out they're having a baby, which is really cool. But Devin's kind of a, I mean, at least in carpentry, he, he knows what he's doing. He, he's painted it himself, it looks like, using a sprayer. So um, Devin's a big-time contributor that, that has uh, – Yeah, because everybody was like, out. okay, you're, you're saying this was a shed. You basically built a small house. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's legit. It's nice. Didn't somebody, like, make some comment, like, you you built a house and you made a baby <laughs> Yes, <laughs> Something. yes. That's uh, a fact. Yeah, but he's he's also a good contributor, just chiming in on on other stuff. And so, hey, Devin, thank you so much for your contributions, and everybody appreciates it. Yeah, Anthony reached out a while back, and I actually missed this post because I'm not super active on Facebook, but it looks like we got him straightened out. So he was looking at some bike storage uh, ideas, uh, yeah. right? So he hung his bikes up. And, uh, oh, he made that look nice too. Made it look nice. People got him helped out. So, yeah. Any kind of questions that come up like this, if if you guys don't have a solution, if you can throw it up on the on the page, I mean, there's a lot of activity on here. Yeah, Jim recently posted right around Thanksgiving some cabinet, like the side panel on one of those cabinets had kind of popped off yeah. a little bit, and we were trying to figure out nails or glue or nails and glue and so every, what I mean, was the consensus? Another, it was just I don't know. Use some Brad nails, Jim. Right? Let us know how it went. Uh, we we all gave advice and then we didn't hear how it went. But I think there was good enough good advice. Yeah. So basically, it was problem. just a very thin veneer plywood yeah. that was on the side of his pantry, basically, and it had popped out. Yep. So he was just like, "Hey, how do I how do and, I attach this best?" Yeah. And Jim's a good guy too to um, be really funny in a comment. So he might not actually help you out, but his comments are usually yeah. Really if you're funny. getting if you're getting angry <laughs> and you're just pulling your hair out, right. Jim will make you laugh. Yeah, and Jason too. Jason is active in our group, and he's the same. He, he provides us uh, some nice comic relief when it's needed. Yeah. We're, I'm trying to find the post of uh, the guy that was asking about the ball bearing situation. Willard. 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 Okay. So I was Willard's actually. in Alabama. He's a, he's a chiropractor in okay. Alabama. Yeah. Interesting. Willard's a smart dude. Okay, so he was asking. He had basic. I don't. I still don't know the the end uh, product of what he was trying. Yeah, Willard, to do. follow up. Yeah, you need to make a comment and tell us like what in the world you're actually making. But he was asking about two pieces of plywood, and he wanted them to slide without touching each other, but against each other, against each, each other, other but yeah. really, really low profile. Yeah. And then I was just thinking about it, and I don't know Sounds how. Like I, almost it like feels a like a barn door. Or or no, it was like sliding out horizontally. Okay. So okay. I was actually able to. I don't even know what I searched for to figure this out, or maybe I had already had it in my head, and then I just I don't know. I did some searching and I figured it out. Basically, it was just a um, single ball bearing, a large bearing, hmm. and it was really low profile. And I shared that with him. He's like, "That's exactly what I was looking for." So <laughs> that was that was a good. Yeah, feeling. Willard, we need to follow up on that. Yeah. How about Jacob? He uh, looks like he he sourced a used backpack blower. This but it was, is my brother, Jacob, okay. who runs with us, so we right. can say who he is. Okay, so it's your brother, Jacob, um, and he it looks it looks like it was your backpack blower. Oh, yeah. And uh, he got it from you. He it got worked, it for but it, Right, so it leaks fuel, and he was asking about recommendations on how to I, – I probably would have been like, I'm going to buy a new – Backpack blower because I don't want I don't want fuel leaking out all over my back. Right, and then I turn into the Rocketeer like just blowing <laughs> up. So, 
Uh, I don't know if we got them straightened out. Looks we like did. we got a, got a lot of comments on here. Yeah, How do you get that fixed? It, uses, um, I don't remember. There was like some rubber bushings I think he replaced and then like some tubing. Okay. Because the tubing was really brittle. Yep. Um, but I think it was like a rubber grommet or something. Got it. Replace. Yeah. Nick... He posted uh, just some information actually about how tool or who owns what tool companies. So there's these uh, companies like parent companies who manufacture all these different tool brands. Conglomerates. Yeah. So he posted an article, uh, Tool Industry Behemoths, Who Makes and Who Owns Most Tool Brands. That was, that was interesting yeah, really like interesting. That. All so right. Thanks last that, one we're going to mention. And again. We did not get to everybody. We apologize. But, hey, get active in the group and we'll mention you. Josh has a Subaru. and He works on it himself, and that thing always looks cherry. And Josh is a smart dude. He hasn't posted anything. I know Josh from a previous life. Dave does as well. But he is hardcore into astronomy. He hasn't done yes. – he hasn't posted anything yet in our group about that. But if you find him and friend him on Facebook, man – He's There's some stuff some on there. I'm like, crazy. no yeah. way. Like with his iPhone and telescope, oh. he looks like like Neil Armstrong, like hovering above the moon type <laughs> pictures. Like, I mean, he has these high res of Jupiter too and Saturn. Dude, he's legit. Yeah, it's so, pretty sweet. Anyway. Hey, make us a little article. We'll we'll post on the Facebook group of like how to get into that because I I Maybe would actually we'll have I'd Josh be, on the show. Yeah, yeah, he'd be a good. Be a he'd good. be a good guest. Yeah. Okay, I know you said that was the last one, but I got to give a shout out to Larry. All right, Larry. Larry, because I mean, his wife has been posting some yep. funny stuff too. Yep. Because she's like, "What do you guys? What have you guys done to him?" <laughs> He's like, you know, talking about you can man transformed him. And I'm like, "Are you are you thanking us or are you yeah. blaming us?" Larry Larry drives routes every day and religiously listens, and we appreciate Love it. that. Yeah, but he did. Uh, did he install a garage door opener all by himself or something? Was I it think the that, garage door? Yes. yes yeah, was, garage door yeah. opener. Yep. Or something. And then people gave him advice on how to brace uh, yeah, the actual yeah. opener. Because so, yeah. he had really high ceilings or something like that. Yep. But anyways, yep. guys, thanks so much. And please continue to uh, be contributing to the Facebook group. You, you guys hear us say it almost every episode. If you hadn't checked it out, definitely check out the Facebook group. Tons of stuff going on there. And it's exactly what we want to happen about people sharing the skills that they've learned and sharing it with others. So, guys, thanks so much. Josh has a segment for us this week, so we'll be back after the break. All right. This episode is sponsored by 1776 United. 1776 United is a patriotic and historically inspired lifestyle brand. They make the best patriotic shirts and apparel on the market today. I personally own many of their products, and if you want to don patriotic gear without looking gaudy, check them out on Instagram, Facebook, and at 1776united.com. All right, guys, welcome back. Josh, got a segment for us. What you got? All right, so this is a newsworthy event that I guess it's a current event, we would say, and it involves a little activity that is kind of known as the cannonball run. Yes. So we're going to go yes. through we're going to go through a little bit of the history of the cannonball run and what is it and then what recently I already know what you're going to talk about. I want to do Can we can the three of us can we do this? I want to well, do it so Well, let's talk bad. at the end of the episode. So the Cannonball Run, if you're not familiar, and it's actually officially called the Cannonball Baker Sea to Saint Let's try this again. <laughs> the Cannonball Baker Sea to Shining Sea Memorial Trophy Dash. Wow. Okay. 
I feel like I should try one more I've time. I've only known one. it as the Cannonball Run. Yeah, that's what it's typically known as. But that's the official name of it. So back in the 70s, these crazy dudes, uh, one of them who uh, was the editor of Car and Driver, and um, his name was Brock Yates. Okay, and yeah. So yeah, Brock yeah. Yates, famous car and driver editor. I think he died just a few years ago. But back in the 70s, he had this crazy idea that he's going to take a car and try to do it as fast as possible from the East Coast to the West Coast. And so he and a couple guys got a got in a van, like a kind of a souped up van to haul as fast as possible across the United States. Now, the reason he did this uh, is, you know, well, he's an adrenaline junkie, I'm sure. But other reasons given were this was a celebration of the United States interstate highway system, which Tim's done a segment on. But in the 70s, I mean, I I think that's probably about the time everything was finally getting. It was relatively, it wasn't, yeah, Yeah. it was relatively new. Yeah. So um, a celebration of that, but also a protest against recent strict traffic laws as far as like speed limits and the gas crisis. So, and the restrictions that the government was putting on automakers to make the cars more gas uh, to save more gas, right? So he was kind of giving everybody the finger, yeah. being like, I'm just going to do this. Yeah, and that, we're was, gonna- that was during the start of all the smog-related yep. s- stuff. So like even my Bronco had the heads on it, like that you call them like smog heads, because yeah. they, they started d- doing that yeah. to save gas. So, and then also a motivator for him was material for Car and Driver magazine. So um, anyway, these three guys, um, Brock Yates, his son, Brock Yates Jr., um, Steve Smith, I guess it was another guy, and Jim Williams took a Dodge, a 71 Dodge custom sports van in 1971. So (laughs) the thing was brand new. They nicknamed it Moon Trash 2. I don't know what the purpose of that was, but... They went across the country in 40 hours and 51 minutes. Okay. That feels, seems I mean, pre- seems that pretty seems quick. respectable, yeah. right? Uh, I'm not going to go through details of like every cannonball run, but there were only five official cannonball runs. The first one was that one. It wasn't a race. It was just a run. Uh, the next four were actual races, and they all took place in the 70s. So the second one was in 1971. Uh, a racing legend, Dan Gurney, he actually won the 67, 24 hours of Le Mans. He won the second cannonball run. Obviously. In, in a Ferrari Daytona. Okay. He shaved five hours off of that nice. time. So he's at 35 hours, 54 minutes. That sounds um, less comfortable than the van. I would yeah, think. Cross yeah. country in a 1970s uh, Ferrari. Right. So he shaved shaved five hours off. Um, a famous quote from his trip then uh, after he did the feat, you know, people are asking like, how fast did you go? His, his answer in this famous quote that's still used today by guys who do the cannonball run, his answer was, at no time did we exceed 175 miles per hour. <laughs> that was his response to how, how fast were you guys going. Uh, so third race was 1972. So I'm sorry, the second race, if I didn't mention earlier, was like six months after the first one in okay. 1971. So in 1972 was the third race. A Coupe de Ville won it, but took 37 hours and 16 minutes. So it actually increased the time about an hour and a half. Fourth race, 1975, a Ferrari Dino won it in 35 hours and 53 minutes. So only one minute faster. Wow. 
only one minute faster than the second race. And the last race, the fifth race, officially was April 1st, 1979. 32 hours, 51 minutes. I actually don't have the note of the car fail, but Come on, man. Um, 32 hours, 51 minutes, average speed about 87 miles per hour, which is... So, oh, it was, I'm sorry. It was an, a Jaguar XJS. Okay. So it feels like around 30 hours is kind of the floor that they're bumping up against. Yeah. So they're, they're coming down. They crept from 40 hours in a van down to 32 hours, 51 minutes in a Jag okay. over about eight years. Okay. So who, who are these people that do this? Um, so since then, there's been no official cannonball run. There's been, there, are, there are other organized races that go by different names that are cannonball style. One's called the 2904, and one's called the C2C Express, like the letter C2C, but it's actually C2C, like the ocean. Um, a couple of those going on at all times, different people, different groups, they, they race. Um, these people are a self-proclaimed fraternity of lunatics um, within the automotive enthusiast community. Sounds accurate. And they obsess over the New York to L.A. land speed records, right? Only a dozen. Sorry. So many, many attempts have been set. But like the tracking of this is like who... Who, well, like it's really it's 80s, underground, right? Yeah, and like, through, through the 80s and 90s, like, how do you prove that you did this? Yeah. Because it started to become known that people would actually start the race and um, use, like, spotter planes, wow. that, which is considered cheating in the community. Or they would just totally cheat and drive and then fly and then get in an identical car. Oh, come and on. Roll. Like, there's been all kinds Why of... Why would you do that? There's like, been all kinds of people being busted trying to do this. So getting an official record since 1979 was kind of really hazy, I guess, to say it. So what are we doing in modern times? So modern times, it wasn't until October of 2006 that somebody like legitimately proved that they did this feat again and beat the record that was set in 1979. So we're talking, what, 25 years later? Did they um, film it? Like, how did they prove it? A filmmaker actually was on the crew um, that drove it, and so they recorded the whole thing, and they drove it, the transcontinental record, 31 hours and four minutes. So they shaved about another hour and a half off that time. That was set in 79, so that official record stood for a long time. Well, fast forward to 2013, which was only a few years ago, um, a guy named Ed Bolian, who has a YouTube channel called VinWiki, I believe. Uh, my cousin's super into it, and he may tell me that's incorrect, but look it up on YouTube. But Ed Bolian in, in 2013, you probably heard about it if you're into cars at all, a few years ago, set reset the record. He broke the record. This made national news. He was yeah. He was in a Mercedes AMG. You and I saw that car randomly. Well, yeah, at a at a car show. Yeah, we went to a car he was show. A local guy, and it was yeah. kind of this ragged out. We walked up by this like you know kind of older Mercedes, and Josh was like, "Dude, that's the car that and just it had set just that record." Broken the record, and it, yeah. I mean, it was outfitted like stuff all over the dash, camera, uh, not cameras, but like. 
uh, radar detectors, radar detectors, speed. computers. Yeah. It was pretty legit. So he did in 2013. Ed broke the record, and a, and a team of two other guys, Dave and Dan, 28 hours and 50 minutes. So wow. they shattered that 30 yeah. hour mark. Right? And they had a, they had a, like a fuel cell in the back. Yep. They, I mean, they modified yep. that thing pretty they, heavily. Now, what's crazy about this effort is um, they averaged 98 miles per hour. Uh, they they got a top speed of 182 on the trip. Oh my now, gosh. What's cool about them is like you can go on Jalopnik. There's a great article on Jalopnik about the, the, the details of their feet, but it also has all this data in the form of a 282 page PDF of all the thousands of data points that their GPS unit took. And what they did is they got a company that does tracking for like semi trucks and just got a tracking device for their car. Now, the company didn't know what they were up to. But they wanted to be able to have an, a third party track their GPS location. And so that's how they proved that they actually did the feat. Okay. What was their time? Okay, 30, um, sorry, 28 hours, Man. 50 minutes, right? Now, uh, some, some crazy details about this drive. Uh, it said the highest speed, the highest speed limit was 75 miles an hour. He spent 25 hours of the 28 hours. <laughs> Above 80 miles per hour. Oh okay. That's crazy. He spent 15 hours above 100 miles an hour. And he spent an hour and a half over 130. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That's so, incredible. Dang. I mean, that's a testament to choosing the AMG Mercedes. Right. Like for that just bulletproof. Just made like, to go speed fast. Go. And so he traversed the entire state of Ohio across across Ohio with an average speed of 107 and a half miles per hour. That trip typically takes three and a half hours and they did it in just over two hours across <laughs> wow. Ohio. Okay. It's unreal. Only dropping below 81 miles per hour twice across Ohio. I so, think I, I think I read that they, they left from New York and they, mm -hmm. I think they said they felt like they got lucky because they timed when they left, you know, to miss traffic, but they said yep. that they felt like they got lucky because they said they never hit traffic like the whole way. Yeah. Which is kind of, of incredible. The, yeah. Right? Any guys that do this feat that especially the record setters say there is a lot of luck in play. Yeah. I mean, they do as much planning as they can, but anyway, so we talked about, you know, proving how, how you do it. And, you know, Ed Bullion obviously had that, the GPS tracking. Well, that was 2013. So what just happened a few weeks ago? Well, November 10th of 2019, Arnie, Arnie Toman, uh, Doug Tabbitt, and Berkeley Ch Chadwick set the, a new transcontinental record. So previous time was 28 hours, 51 minutes. The new time that was just set last month, 27 hours and 25 minutes, which is an eternity in uh, for that race, just shaving even that much more time off. Because sure. when Ed and his team set the record at sub 30, everyone was like, well, yeah, that's it's not, yeah, not going to happen. Now these guys come in and destroy that. Um, they drove another Mercedes AMG E63 sedan. So not the same car, but a Mercedes AMG. Their average speed, and they're, they haven't pulled out all the details because they're literally waiting over a year like Ed did to release the data because of the statute of limitations. I was going to ask about yeah. that. Can somebody come knock on their door and so say, all right. Apparently that's the number. I don't know how official that is, but that's these guys are serious. They're not. These are not cowboys. These are very analytical. I mean, they're, they are adrenal, adrenaline junkies and things like that, and they want to be the best. But they're but kind of thinking through. They're analytical. Yeah. Like some of the things they're thinking about, I'll kind of walk you through. They're like, we're going to go 180 miles an hour responsibly. Yeah. So anyway, the average... They average 103 miles per hour. 
this is according to them, 103 average. Incredible. With a top speed of 193. What? Okay. There's already YouTube's videos of interviews of them um, with all that. It's a really cool video Vin Wiki put up um, about uh, he has all these previous record holders congratulating the new guys. So he shared the data with all of them so that they could vet it. And anyway, it's a great, a great video. So you can see interviews about, you know, what they dealt with. But um, basically, they took this AMG, they modified it and boosted it to 800 horsepower. Um, they took all the logos off. They vinyl, they uh, vinyl covered some of the lights Um because the Mercedes AMGs have real distinctive lights. Yeah, and they, so, so they're trying to disguise They it. would put vinyl in with body-colored vinyl covers over nice. the lights. And it literally almost looks like a Honda Accord. <laughs> and so they would hear the police scanners go off in their car. And all, all the description would be like, yeah, we got a report of a, a silver passenger car going in excessive speed. They never got pulled over the whole trip, which is rare. They they had people staged to help them, like, with fuel stops. They had spotters in certain states, like, apparently Nebraska's, like, hardcore will grab you for speeding. They had spotters in Nebraska to get them through the state. So uh, they did it right. They used a thermal imaging camera wow. to help with deer, first of all, because they were shocked at how many deer. They passed, like, 50 dead deer on the road or something, and but never had an incursion. Um, they had a guy in the passenger seat, the spotter for the car, with um, stabilizing binoculars so that he could like constantly look down the road. And anyway, you can look it up on the internet. It was an amazing it's incredible. feat that just happened last that's month, crazy. which is really cool. And anyway, that's all I got. That's the Cannonball Run, Brief History, and the recent new transcontinental record holder. I love it. I, I said that I want to do it, and I do. I would love to do it. I don't need to break the record. Okay, I don't That's, need to be yeah, doing it in 26 hours. You do, and I don't have an AMG. I'd love an AMG, but I don't have <laughs> Me one. Too. So I don't think my Accord is going to do it that quickly. No. Hmm. no. Very interesting. I want to post like a map of their route on our show. Yep. Yeah, we should do map that. Map the route. We'll, we'll do multiple links there and the new YouTube video that's up. So. Yeah, we'll post all that on our and show. And when notes. they release their official data, I will give you the rundown of like how crazy the data is going to be because all those stats I gave you about Ed and his team were shattered by um, Arnie and yeah, his team. Yeah, look forward to hearing about that. That's crazy. Guys, thanks so much for joining us once again on the UK Man podcast. Hey, our whole show today was about the Facebook group, so we got to join plug, it. We got to plug it again. Join the Facebook group for sure. Hey, take some time to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and take some time to tell a friend about the podcast as well. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.